0: Just because you're lonely does not mean you are alone and just because you are alone does not mean you are lonely if you're like me you know sometimes you can get wrapped into friendships or relationships because you're afraid to be by yourself you don't like to spend so much time on your own you don't like to go out and do things by yourself or you just have this fear of being alone and never finding your person and it took me many 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 years to realize that just because you are alone And you're single does not mean you have to be lonely. And just because you're in a relationship or you're surrounded by 20, 30, 50 friends does not mean you're lonely. And in the sense of friendships, there were times in my life, especially in high school, where I was surrounded by many friends. I had many friends. I always got invited to stuff. I would always have something to do on the weekends. But there was definitely a sense of loneliness even though i had all these people surrounding me i always had somebody to text i always had somebody to call i always had somebody to hang out with go to the gym with and it really took me being around these people all the time to realize that i didn't feel you know content i didn't feel satisfied in these friendships and because of that i felt lonely i felt like i was in a room full of people that could not relate to me or maybe didn't care about me or didn't care about whatever I was, you know, whatever issues I was maybe going through in that current moment or what I had been through, they didn't care. They didn't care to listen to me vent. They didn't care when I needed advice. And just because they were my friends, you know, I thought that, Oh, well I have a lot of friends. So, you know, I'm never alone, but really I had so many people surrounding me and I was still, I still felt, I still felt lonely. And even though I was not physically alone, but emotionally and mentally, I felt alone. And I want to address the difference between being lonely and being alone in this episode. And I hope that by the end of the episode, you get some clarification on the difference between being lonely and being alone. And I've also noticed in, you know, people that I've been with, um, their friends or their family, you know, they haven't been there for them or, you know, they're surrounded by their family or they're surrounded by their friends, but maybe they don't have the best intentions. And it left my part, my ex-partners feeling lonely or, you know, not, not even realizing the situations they were in. Like when, you know, I was actually talking about this today, um, in my mental health counseling class, but basically we're talking about how, you know, it is harder for, men to communicate their feelings than it is for women. So there are times when there are emotional men and there are men who want to communicate how they feel with their friends, or they're having a hard time. There are emotional men out there. There are men who can communicate effectively. There are men who need to address their needs and, or want to talk and want to communicate and want to have conversations, hard conversations, deep conversations. And, you know, in times where I was talking with a classmate of mine, he was like, yeah, like there are times when I want to tell my friends how I feel or I want to communicate with them that, you know, like I'm going through this in my life or I'm having a hard time with this or this is what I need or this is how I feel. And they more so are very passive about it. They'll be like, okay, like I don't want to talk about that. So imagine how lonely that person must feel, you know, that they're going to their friends and it could be anybody, not just men, but you know, if you're going to your friends and I've had this too, you go to your friends or even family trying to communicate how you feel or trying to you know, make known your needs or just vent about your day. That's normal and you should be able to do that and you should feel safe and comfortable doing that. But some people aren't able to be there for you in the way that you need them to and maybe that's just how they are. Maybe they're not good at advice or maybe they just aren't the friend or the partner that you need and you should always feel like you have somebody in your life that can relate to you or that will be there for you no matter what that if you call them you know they'll most likely answer or that they'll text you and be like hey i'm sorry like can i call you this time or what's going on how are you feeling you deserve to have people in your life like that and i thought because i had all these friends that they all cared about me but when i started to feel lonely and when i would start to like i was going through a very toxic relationship at the time It was my first relationship and when i would express that to my friends that i was struggling that i was having a hard time in my relationship and i would vent about it and i'm sure i'm sure it was annoying it was frustrating for me to have to go through that relationship i'm sure it was annoying to them to have to hear oh what do you do again but you know as friends you should listen and you should allow your friends to vent and feel however they're feeling and give advice if they need it i mean not saying you're going to give the perfect advice but at least you're trying and in times when I was going through something or I just you know wanted to be understood in certain situations and I would communicate to my friends my friends it was more so like oh Emma like why are you talking about it or or they would just change the subject and there's also times where you know I've communicated things to my friends like oh I'm going through this or you know I had such a bad day today and somehow it comes back to them and my point here is just because you have people around you does not mean you can't feel lonely and that's in the and that's an aspect of friends specifically this example you know if you have many friends and you're going out to parties with your friends and you're clubbing with your friends all all the time or you always you know you're always going to the gym with them you're always going out to the park with them wherever if you're always around your friends doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean just because you're physically surrounded by people that mentally and emotionally you're not lonely and in the case of relationships I would say that it's the same thing if you are communicating your needs to your partner and or your guys are always fighting you're always arguing you can't understand each other or you know maybe you have a toxic cycle breaking up getting back together breaking up getting back together or even you know, he cheated on you she cheated on you you know you're going back and forth cheating on each other fighting you're having small arguments every day, you guys don't trust each other, whatever the case is, just because you're in a relationship does not mean you can't feel lonely. You can wake up next to somebody and still feel lonely. You can text somebody, call somebody every single day and still feel lonely. And that's if your needs aren't being met, if you know they're not understanding of you, if they're not being the partner that you're being to them, or if they're not being the partner you need them to be, you can still be lonely in a relationship. Don't believe the misconception that you can't be lonely. If you have a partner, or you can't be lonely. If you're surrounded by all these people, all this family, all this friends, cause it's not the case. And even in the sense of family, you know, if you have family that maybe you provide for them, or maybe you take care of them or you're always there to support them and they're not reciprocating that, that does not mean you can't feel lonely because you have this giant family or you have this close knit family. And if they're not being what you need them to be, if they're, you know, if they only look about, think about like what you give to them, if you're supporting them financially, or if you, you know, are always the person everybody goes to for advice, for support, for empathy, whatever, just to vent, you know, and if that's not reciprocated back to you, you can feel lonely, even if you have this big family, or if you have all these friends, or if you have this partner that you love, if you are not being fulfilled in your relationships and your needs aren't being met and you are not being understood to the capacity you need to be or that you want to be then you can be lonely and I feel like for a long time up until my most recent breakup is that I like I thought like if I have a partner there's no way I'll be lonely but I think back on times in my relationships where I was unhappy and I was like yeah I was lonely And it was, you know, when I would, you know, communicate my needs and be like, hey, like, this is what I need out of you. Can you do this for me, please? Like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And they don't do it. Or it would be, you know, ignoring my text messages. Or it would be barely calling me. Or it would be not fulfilling promises that they made. There was many instances in every all of my relationships where I felt lonely at one point or another. And it doesn't mean, you know... You're not going to feel lonely sometimes, but I'm talking about like in a long period of time, like if you are in a relationship, you can feel lonely for long periods of time. If your partner is not doing what you need them to do, or if your friends are not being there for you, the way you need to be supported, or if your family is only thinking about what you give them or what you provide to them or nagging you about what you don't do right in life, you can still feel lonely. and My therapist told me one day, she was like, this was after my most recent breakup, she was like, if you don't want to take yourself out to dinner or to take yourself out on a date, why would you expect anybody else to do it for you? And my whole perspective changed because I was like, oh my God, like, she's right. How can I expect this out of anybody else if I can't even do it for myself? Like, that's hypocritical. And... I always had this fear of going out in public by myself. I didn't want to go out to a restaurant by myself. I just had that anxiety. I would always look at people in restaurants by themselves and feel bad for them. Like, Oh, like, why aren't they with somebody? Like I would always feel so awful, but even like going to the movies by myself, going on a date by myself, that was so scary to me. I don't even like going to the grocery store by myself. And it sounds codependent, but also as a woman, like you have to be, especially in New York, you have to be very Aware of your surroundings, and it can be scary. I mean, there's been times where I've gone to the grocery store and I was just harassed by men while I'm just trying to do my grocery shopping, like, and it gets frustrating, but it's the reality of this world, and you have to be safe and you have to be careful. So, that's partially why I had this heightened fear of being out in public by myself. But in addition to that, I didn't want people to think I was lonely or to think that I was sad and alone or I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but I always like felt bad for people that sat by themselves at lunch or in public, I guess more so like, like if they were at a restaurant. So I didn't want people to feel that for me as well, but it took a lot and I kind of built up to it. I, the first move was to like take myself out to lunch. And it was something very casual. It wasn't like a sit-down restaurant. Like, I just, I think I went to, like, Panera. And I sat, I ordered my food, grabbed it at the window, and then where they make the food. And then I sat down. And I sat by myself. And, like, you know, I'm anxiously looking over my shoulder, like, oh, my God, are people looking at me? And nobody really cared. Like, nobody even looked at me. Nobody was paying attention because they're invested in their lives and what they're doing. Like, they're not thinking about me. So that was, like, my first step to, like, taking myself out. And I, it was so hard going into it. Like I was so anxious, but afterwards I felt so accomplished. And I was like, oh my God, like I just did that. And I was so proud of myself because the version of myself a year ago or even three months ago, I would have never done that. So I was so proud of myself. And then my next step was like to actually go on like a little like date with myself. And I had taken myself to a movie and I thought, you know, people like, you know, they usually space out. You're watching a movie. Nobody's really paying attention to each other. Like they're watching the screen and you know, that was my next step. And I went to the movie and I was very anxious at first getting my snacks by myself and walking into the theater by myself and just with one ticket, but sitting down and watching the movie, like nobody talks to each other. Everybody just watches the movie and people are, you know, they're not sitting next to each other. So it really was easier than I thought it was gonna be. And once again, after I did it, I felt so proud of myself and so accomplished. Like it was like emotional for me because I was like, wow, like I really did it. Like I set my mind to something and I did it. And this is something I would have never done before. And the last day I took had taken myself on, and ever since then I've gone to several movies, I've gone out like several times to take myself out to eat. But this was like in the matter of like, these were like the, like, the first for me. So the first, you know, lunch was Panera. The first, I, the first date I took myself on was a movie. And the first sit-down restaurant I went to was Cheesecake Factory. And I was by myself. And I actually was seated next to a couple. Like, there was, like, a, was like a booth. And there's, like, tables attached to the booth. I was at the corner. And the table next to me was this couple. And they were probably in their 30s, 40s, mid-30s, early 40s. And they were arguing and they were like, the, the guy was asking the girl, like, you know, I want to get back together. Like, why can't we get back together? I want to be a family again. Like, you know, we have kids together. And the woman was more so saying like, you know, why would I give you another chance? Like, you always say you're going to change or you're going to do this or do that. And you don't. And they, it was like very loud. So like, I heard everything they were saying. I wasn't even trying to listen, but like, it was very loud. they were right next to me and they were going back and forth. And I just felt like, it was a sign like and i feel like maybe i i over um analyzed signs but i really thought it was a sign because this was the first sit-down restaurant i would ever taken myself to and it was the result of a breakup i had been through because if i hadn't gone through the breakup i would have never been taking myself out because i was like oh i help my boyfriend take me out why do i have to take myself out but it was because i went through the breakup that i pushed myself to do this so that my next partner. I could expect them to take me out and I could expect them to do certain things because I was willing to do them for myself. And if my partner didn't do it for me, it's okay because I'll find someone who will because I'll do it for myself first and then I'll find somebody who will do it for me if it's not you. And I just thought it was a sign because I realized that I was figuring out everything I was going through in that current moment with like you know, my relationship status and my relationship with myself. And I realized that like, I was going through like a really, like a heartbreak and I was going through it, you know, thankfully in my twenties, as opposed to some people who do go through it after having kids together or marriage or marriage and kids or having a house together, having investments together, whatever, you know, having so many years together. And I was just grateful in that moment that I was going through it in this moment rather than having to start over like you know after kids or after getting married and I was very grateful in that moment I just felt like it was a sign that like I'm getting through this now and I'm doing everything possible that I can do to work on myself and to heal completely and to you know build up my relationship with myself so that I can expect this one day from somebody else and so that I won't rely on somebody else to do it for me because I've already done it for myself and It's true. Like, you know, it was sad seeing that like this couple like fighting besides me and like, you know, they had kids together and I don't know if they were married or not, but, you know, they, you know, they had a family together and they were going through this. So I was just appreciative in that moment that, you know, I'm in my twenties. I'm, you know, I don't have a house with anybody. I don't have kids with anybody. I don't have kids with anybody. So I was just appreciative in that moment that, you know, I was there you know, trying to figure out everything that was going through my mind and my emotions and my standards and what I expect out of a partner, what I want out of a partner and what I don't want out of a partner so that I know going into my next relationship, what my needs are and how I, how they need to be met. And if they aren't, then it's just not for me. And, you know, I also want to distinguish the difference between, you know, just because you're single does not mean, or you're alone does not mean that you have to be lonely. Just because you are physically alone, just because you do not have a partner, does not mean you are lonely. Or just because you don't have, you don't live with your family or you don't live with anybody, you live on your own. Or just because, you know, you don't have that many friends or maybe you don't have any friends right now, doesn't mean you are alone. And a good example of this was when I had transferred high school is my senior year of high school. So everybody had their friends, everybody had their cliques, everybody had their groups. And it was really hard going into that. But, you know, I had these standards for myself that, you know, I had not, I didn't want to be friends with the people that I was surrounded with in high school. And even this was before I transferred, like I had people around me, I did not want to be friends with, they were mean to me, They made fun of me, they talked about me behind my back, they tried to get my boyfriend to cheat on me, they did awful things, my friends, right. So, as a result of this, I made the decision to not be friends with any of them, or or some of them made the the decision not to be friends with me, whatever. And I valued that over surrounding myself with people that didn't have my best intentions. I would rather sit and eat lunch every day by myself, and I did for a long time, I would rather do that and be in my own company because i value myself rather than to surround myself with people who don't want what's best for me or have bad intentions for me and that took a lot and that took a lot of courage and honestly i was really sad about it for a while i felt really sad i was like oh my god i'm the weird girl i'm the depressed girl you know i just you know, i eat lunch by myself like, And it was very hard and it was embarrassing some days, you know, I didn't want to have to eat lunch by myself or some, there were even days so bad that I would eat lunch, like in the bathroom or on the cafeteria floor. And it was just like, it was very embarrassing for me and it was humiliating and I never wanted to experience that again. But I stick by my decision to eat by myself because I feel like that takes more dignity than to eat do the, you know, the easy route, which was to sit with people that were so awful to me and, you know, wished bad upon me or would talk bad about me or, you know, just mistreat me. I would rather eat by myself and be by myself physically alone than to surround myself with people that aren't good for me. And I think that takes dignity and I think that takes strength because it's not easy. It's not the easy thing to do. The easy thing to do would be to sit with the people that, you know, don't care about you and mistreat you just to get by in lunch. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have to pretend that they were my friends. I really didn't. And I feel like that's dignity. And there were also times in relationships where, you know, or even, no, when I was single, you know, after the relationships had ended, I was alone, you know, I was single, physically alone. And, you know, I feel like I felt more in company with myself than I did with my, you know, whichever partner, you know, I had recently broken up with or ended with. And it took a long time for me to feel that way because I didn't know that I could feel so content within myself. But you really can. And it takes self care and it takes healthy habits and it takes, you know, motivation and a lot of self-awareness and mindfulness and work on yourself and focus on yourself and a lot of energy and time just like a relationship does just like a romantic relationship does or even a friendship it takes that much to be put into a relationship with yourself for you to feel content and secure within yourself and being single or alone and i've definitely learned this too through living by myself you know i wake up by myself I make myself breakfast, I eat breakfast by myself. I make myself lunch, I eat lunch by myself. I make myself dinner, I eat dinner by myself. And it's a constant silence in my house because it's just me here. The only noise you'll ever hear is the TV so, or my music. So it really is just me here. And it took a long time, you know. I had gone through deaths in my family. I had gone through breakups and I have to come home by myself and just sit with that, sit with my thoughts, sit with my emotions and not have anybody to talk to. I mean, yeah, you can call people on the phone, but sometimes you don't wanna bother the people in your life or sometimes you just wanna sit with your own thoughts, you want your space. And when you live alone, sometimes you have too much space. I mean, you can occupy yourself when you're at the gym, when you're at work, when you're at school, but you still come home, go to bed by yourself, wake up by yourself, eat, every meal of the day by yourself and you sit with yourself. And if you don't feel content within yourself or, or your relationship with yourself, or if you don't have a relationship with yourself, you are not, not going to have a foundation for the rest of your relationships in your life. Long-term in reality, eventually it will catch up with you. Or eventually you will get so sucked into the relationships in your life, your friendships, your family relationships, your romantic relationships. You will get so sucked into those and you will give your all to them and you have nothing for yourself. And I've done that. I've given my all to my partners in the past and I left nothing for myself. So when the breakup occurred, I was bored, I was lonely, I was sad, I was depressed, I didn't want to get out of bed, which are normal feelings. I mean, you don't have to give your all in a relationship and have nothing for yourself to feel that way. But it was almost like a feeling of like, what now? What do I do? I can't call them, I can't text them, I can't hang out with them. What do i do with myself and that's an awful feeling to have and i never recommend you putting yourself in a position to be like that and this i would say there was a a significant time after going on these dates with myself where i realized that wow like i really am more content with myself than i've ever felt by anybody else and i think there was a, a moment where i realized that i knew what i needed out of a relationship with somebody, whether it was a friendship or romantic relationship or family relationship. Like I know what I need out of people and I know what I bring to the table. I know what I offer. I know what I do for people. I know how my heart is. And it was almost like taking all of that and being it for myself, being my own partner, being my own girlfriend, being my own boyfriend, being my own, you know, friend, being my best friend, being my own advocate. You know, it took a lot. And I feel like there was a moment where, you know, I realized that I could be that for myself and I could be that for myself better than anybody I'd ever been with, because I know exactly what I would take out of each relationship and what I wouldn't take out of each relationship I've been in. And I'm not sure the exact moment where it stuck with me, where I was like, wow, like I can really be this for myself. Like I really don't need anybody. I just feel like it took a few months of me going on these dates with myself and doing self care and journaling and everything like that to the point where it was easy for me to go out to lunch by myself. It was easy for me to go to a movie. And I feel like over time, I realized like, wow, I really am so happy with myself. Like I had developed a schedule for myself. I would go to school, go to the gym, you know, come home, watch my favorite movie or watch my, watch a new TV show, whatever. And I feel like I had developed such a routine for myself and you know, like a stable way of living and, you know, you know, process my thoughts in a way that was healthy through journaling, through meditating, whatever. And I really realized that I've, you know, I can give myself everything I had been looking for. And it was just an accumulation of all the efforts I was putting in, you know, for my mental health, physical health, emotional health. It was an accumulation of all that when I realized that I really can be on my own. I can be alone. And that doesn't mean I'm lonely. And I never, maybe at first after the breakups, you know, or after, you know, I stopped being friends with certain people. Maybe at first I felt lonely. I I mean, I definitely did. I know I did. Definitely felt lonely. Oh my God, I can't call them. I can't text them. I feel so sad. I feel so alone. And that's normal. And like, I still to this day, you know, feel that way, even though I know I will be okay on my own and alone and single, I know that I will be okay. And I know that I will get to that point. But we're all human and we all want to, we're social creatures. We want to interact with other people and that's fine. That's acceptable. That's normal. We all want people around us. But there, I always knew that I would be okay. But at first, you know, sometimes you doubt it or sometimes you feel lonely and that's a normal feeling. But just know that you will get to the point eventually if you are mindful and if you put in the work instead of, you know, putting the work into the relationships that you once had. Putting that work that you put into those friendships or relationships, putting it into a relationship with yourself, you can truly prove to yourself that just because you're alone does not mean you have to be lonely. And just because you are lonely does not mean you are alone. You know, you could be surrounded by people. That does not mean you can't feel lonely. So thank you for listening to this episode. And I hope that it helped you. And I hope that you can see the difference now and how you can make a difference in your life between feeling alone and feeling lonely.